What's up, everybody? Before you listen to this episode of the TNR Show or Trinid Talks, make sure you please hit that follow button, turn on notifications so you're notified every time we put out an episode. Be on the lookout for because now on, from now on, new episodes will be out every Monday and Friday at 6 a.m. at 6 a.m. So please turn on your notifications, turn on your follows, share with your friends, do what you got to do. I'm going to really be appreciative. Thank you. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the TNR Sports Show. This is the TNR Sports Show. My name is Trinan. That's Ryan. Say what's up, Ryan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen, I'm not playing around today. Like, subscribe, do the whole thing. I told Ryan this is one of our biggest episodes so far. We're a football podcast. I've claimed to be a football. I mean, in our freaking logo, there's a football. It's football time, people. And if you have been, if you're a football guy or a football fan, a football woman, very PC of me right there. If you're a fan of football, this week has been particularly massive. It has been a massive week. Many people are talking. Huge. It's um, They're talking about college football. You've got the ACC media days. You've got the SEC media days. And you've got Texas and Oklahoma big news. And most, the going theme as of Thursday night at 722. It's, I mean, not 722. Not on the date of July the 22nd, 2021 at 930 p.m. The going theme that every single person in the world believes at this point is that Texas and Oklahoma have reached out the SEC. The SEC did not deny it. And now the Big 12, I believe Ryan sent me a tweet that the Big 12 believes that Texas and Oklahoma have reached out to the SEC. We will get to that when we get to it at the end of the episode. Stay tuned. It's at the end of the episode. For now, we will start with the ACC Media Days. And then we're going to the SEC media days, and then we will transition into Oklahoma and Texas. So this is a loaded episode. Loaded. Um, I'm going to do my best to get it all out to y'all the best way possible. We're going to work hard for you. We're going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Step number one, ACC uh, media days. Ryan did the majority of the research on this. Um, what we're going to do, this is a ACC SEC preview slash media day breakdown. He's going to give his opinion on what the coaches said. Dabo Sweeney. We're going to talk about Clemson, UNC, Miami. Yep. The big boys. Hear from Dabo Sweeney, Mac Brown, yep. and whoever the hell the guy is from Miami. I don't know his name. Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz, the guy who took over from Mark Rick. Yeah. Um, you're going to hear about what Ryan thought they said. We're going to do a schedule breakdown for each team, preview top three teams in the ACC, and then we'll move on to the SEC, same formula. All right, Ryan, break down Clemson. All right, so, um, you know, obviously there was not as much excitement around the ACC media days as there is around the SEC media days. However, um, you know, was Swinning, Brett Venables, and several of the players, uh, DJ um, Skalski and um, – one of the linemen, Matt, Matt uh, Brockhurst. Um, they took the the, the podium, uh, and, and they the, the main points that they took were uh, that they feel like they're more ready of this season, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. 
uh, and the offensive line, which were two, not really the defense except for that Ohio State game, but the offensive line was pretty bad. Um, but they're, they're, they're talking about how much they've improved, how um, excited they were about the upcoming season, kind of the generic bull crap that you always hear from everybody. Um, uh, you know, and Dabo had a couple questions which I found were interesting about the expanded playoff um, and uh, with the uh, NIL, uh, the name, image, likeness. Um, you know, Dabo is not in favor of the increased playoff, but he says, you know, just put us on the field. We're happy to play no matter what, but he's not crazy about the 12 team playoff, which we've talked previously in the show. Um, and then he also talked about how he is all for the NIL um, payments that players are getting. Um, and he want, he, he specifically wanted to talk about um, the, the misconception that he was against it. Uh, he, he want, he, he's, drilled a reporter about this but he wanted people to know that he's not against players profiting off their name image and likeness but he is against um college specifically paying players and losing that amateurism um so he wanted to set the record straight he's all for nil um that's important to know i mean a lot of people have been bashing him on social media about that um i do like the record straight there you go. So that's important. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was the playoff thing real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, his comments on the playoff. Interesting. Yeah. When you sit in a position of power, sometimes I wonder if you're blinded by that power. Yeah. He was saying that um, he feels it's not great, good for the players. He thinks it's good for the money. Obviously he thinks it's good for the fans. He doesn't think it's great for the players. I The NFL plays 16 I games. FCS plays – I mean, FCS plays a playoff. I don't know. That's what I was going to say, too. I don't think that's really the argument against it, you know. Um, But that was his argument. He said that if there is a – and I don't agree with this, but if uh, it does increase to a 12-team playoff, um, they should reduce the regular season. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, come on, no, no, no. He's crazy. Um, oh my god. Anyways, that's yeah. I'm a Dabo fan, but he seems yeah. to find something to complain about more often than not. He does. Um I, I, I mean your team. I don't I don't know. See, I get it. See, I get it. Because my team, Arkansas, will never probably never make it to the top top four, you know. But one day, you know, maybe in the future, we've done it before. You know, Arkansas U was ranked from four a couple years ago. Um, 10 yeah. 11 years ago now, I guess. Oh my god, um, that's hard. Oh my god, anyway, regardless, you know, there's there. I mean, if they would have been, you know, the playoff, then they would have made a playoff, yeah. you know. I mean, it's possible. See, when you sit at Clemson, you make the playoff every year, you're always going to make it. Blah, blah, blah. When you're good like that all the time, you're not going to think the way everybody else thinks, yeah. you know. And maybe Debo is sure. blinded by that. And I think, I think so, a little bit. Um, his players also kind of came up and said the same thing. I'm not sure if they were oh saying it because the coach said it or if they actually believe it. I don't know. Um, but anyways, that you know, there wasn't a whole lot of excitement. Brent Venables came out and said, you know, he's got this big contract now. Um, but he said he, he feels like the, the defense is much improved after that Ohio State game. They have learned a lot. They put a lot of new things, a lot of new mindsets into it. Um, so he said, you know, 
defense is going to be back um, and they're going to be strong and good. Um, kind of moving on. Uh, we'll talk about Miami real quick. Well, well you want to go through the schedules real fast. You do the schedule real quick? Yeah, we're going to do the schedule. Yeah, let's do the schedule. All right. This is a quick rundown of the ACC Clemson schedule. We're going to go through this real fast. Um, I'm just going to read them off. Ryan, you can make a comment. Georgia, do they win that one? That's um, at Bank of American Stadium, by the way. 50-50. 50-50. All right. South Carolina State win. Yellow Jackets win. NC State win. Boston College win. Um, Syracuse win. Win. Another worst team in the ACC. Um, Pitt Panthers win. Win. Florida State win. Oh, my God. These teams all suck. They have a weak schedule. Um, Florida State, other than Georgia, oh, my God, they're going to destroy all these teams. Florida State win. Louisville win, UConn win, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, some people are thinking they could vie for the championship this year. Come on, no. I'm just saying, you never know. Um, South Carolina. Win. <laughs> ACC um, championship. So. Um, yeah. So, ACC championship could be interesting. So, we're saying even 11-1 or 12-0? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I really think the only one that is in question is the Georgia game. Yeah, um, I agree. even if Clemson loses that game, I think they still go to the playoff. They Absolutely, win because nobody will, they won't, unless they Anything. lose to Miami or um, UNC in the championship. Yeah, That's um, kind of the only. I mean, even one of those two teams will probably be top 10 when they play in the ACC championship. I would imagine so. Um, Dozy, you know, I, I, I think Clemson has a good shot against Georgia. It's going to be a really good game. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, that concludes Clemson. Let's go to Miami. Miami. Um, so Manny Diaz came out. Um, he was very confident. He was very confident in what his team had was going through. Um, he's saying De'Eric King is going to be back, their quarterback. Good. Um, he's very happy about that. Um, you know, he said they brought in a few transfers. They brought in some uh, some players, one of which was from Oklahoma. Um, and you know, he, he seemed very confident. He seemed that he, he was talking, they brought in some new coaches. Um, he said they brought in a lot of different like ideas and mindsets with those coaches that he said were very positive to the program. Um, he, he seems to kind of think the defense is going to be pretty good. Um, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see, you know, Miami, of course, in the past has flourished on uh, big defense and even in recent history with the turnover chain, that's kind of been a big thing in Miami. Um, I think Miami's offense is definitely going to be good. I think they're going to be stellar. Um, you know, Derek King is a, you know, monster quarterback. They got some good wide receivers. Like they got a good running back. Um, and I think the big thing to, to look at with Miami is, will their defense be good? Because last year, you know, they had that game against North Carolina and they'll put North Carolina put up 60, you know? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but it, it pretty much many, pretty much they always all ask them, you know, how, how are you feeling about the season? Um, and he only spoke for like 10 minutes. So only asked some questions for like 10 minutes. So he wasn't up there long. Um, he seemed confident. Um, he was especially proud of his special teams. Uh, apparently he's got a, a big punter. Um, and I guess a good kicker. I don't know. That's whatever um but you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh what they do um turn you want to read off their their schedule i do all right so we got alabama number one first game that's tough loss 
Um, Appalachian State win, Michigan State win, CSU, C, not CSU, CCSU Devils. I don't even know what that is. That's a win. Virginia Cavaliers. Win. It'll be a tough game. It's at home, though. I would say win. North Carolina. If, if, if Miami's defense really is what they're saying, it's a win. But at this time, I'm going with North Carolina. I, see, I think North Carolina. Yeah. I'm going with North Carolina. I agree. Right now. Um, NC State Wolfpack, probably a win. Pitt Panthers, probably a win. Georgia Tech, probably a win. Florida State, a win. Virginia Tech. I don't know. It's at four. It is in Miami, though. So, and Duke last year. Okay, so I could see Miami either going ten and two, nine and three, or maybe even eleven and one. Yes, I agree. All those are a possibility. So nine, three, ten and two, or eleven and one, maybe. I I think they're going to go ten and two. I think they're going to lose to Bama. I think they're going to lose to UNC. Um, I could see them also losing another random team like Pitt, Florida State. Virginia. I can see uh, Virginia Tech, maybe Florida State. It's at Florida State, so I think that's going to be a big one. That's um, going to be game day, probably. And those two teams could suck. I might make it one. So 10 and 2, you think that's fair? 10 and 2, let's go. 10, 10 and 2. All right. All right. Um, North Carolina. Next, yeah, next up, North Carolina. Mac Brown talked. Um, he talked for about 16 minutes. And about half of that was him reminiscing about his time in Texas. Um, Maybe he wishes Texas was joining the ACC instead of the SEC. Um, Probably not. But um, (laughs) he pretty much just reminisced a lot. He was talking about, you know, his past coordinators, past players, talking like Ricky Williams. um, And it's just kind of like, what what are we talking about? He's just getting old, though. He's getting old. Um, he talked about the NIL a little bit, the name image likeness. Um, he's all for it. Um, he was talking about how his players kind of came together when that came out, um, saying like, hey, you know, obviously the quarterback's going to make the most, you know, star or skill players are going to make second most. Um, but they were, he was talking about how like they all came to, kind of came together and were, um, I guess, okay with it. I, I don't know. What he decided to talk about. Um, he feels very confident about the upcoming season. He um, obviously Sam Howell, their quarterback, is going to be a Heisman contender this upcoming year. I don't. I personally don't think he's going to win it. I think he'll be. He'll definitely he'll be a contender. I believe he'll be a contender. Yes, for sure. Uh, he may even be in New York. He is a good quarterback. He'll be a first round draft pick at least. He could go a number one. Uh, he's that good. Um, uh, you know, it, I, I'm looking at their schedule right now. We'll get to the schedule in a little bit. Um, and I, honestly, out of the three, it's probably one of the tougher schedules, uh, I would say. Yeah, that However, Georgia State game looks pretty intense. Yeah, um, I, I, I know North Carolina's got a pretty good defensive line. I don't, I'm not too um, sure about their secondary. Uh, I think their secondary is okay. Probably not great, but it's okay. Um, I think it's kind of the same thing with uh, North Carolina. I think North Carolina's defense is more proven and will probably look a little bit better than Miami's. Probably. I don't know. Um, and it's really just, I think it's the coastal race between Miami and North Carolina is going to come down to who has the better offense. Um, I feel like both of their defenses are mostly unproven. 
Um, I do think North Carolina has the more talent on that defense, just on how they've been recruiting recently. So we'll see how it goes. Um, it especially helps that North Carolina's game against Miami is in North Carolina. It's in Chapel Hill. Um, yeah, that's hard. That's a tough stadium. That's a tough stadium. But Trent, you want to read off uh, North Carolina's um, schedule? Sure. So um, we got at Virginia Tech, um, the Georgia State right. Panthers, Virginia when? Cavaliers win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mark that Virginia Tech game as a loss. Yeah. The reason I, I say that is because it's at the beginning of the year in North Carolina. I believe they'll, they too, they're, they're either going to lose or blow Virginia Tech out. Those are two options. Blacksburg is tough, too. It is a tough place to play. That's true. Um, we got Duke, yeah. Florida State. Uh, Miami, we've notched that as a win for North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So we've got them. Um, Notre Dame, um, Notre that's Dame. probably going to be a loss. Um, we got Wake Forest win and Pitt, Wofford, NC State, all wins. 10 and 2, maybe 11 and 1. So I was kind of looking at it. Um, you know, last year, North Carolina, yeah, they, they lost to Notre Dame. They played Notre Dame last year in in Chapel Hill, and they lost. Yeah. It was 31 to 17. Sam Howell had an okay game. Their running backs who were kind of, who were you know, obviously both got drafted, were kind of the stars as well. They didn't have that great of a game. Um, but it was a really close game. It was pretty close throughout. And then kind of at the end, Notre Dame got the two touchdown lead. Notre Dame lost a lot of pieces. You don't think Ian Notre Book. Dame's going to be as good? Because they, they, they replaced Ian Book with um i can't remember his first name cohen he's a transfer from wisconsin did nothing lost the starting job at wisconsin now he's transferred to Notre Dame. doesn't sound like he's that good um at least in my book i mean i haven't really watched him i haven't watched him, you know wisconsin football but to me it feels like north carolina should have that edge over notre dame i think notre dame's not going to have that great season i think they'll be a good Oh, they'll play well, but they're not going to be. They're not going to be going to the playoff or whatever. Um, so for me, I'm going to look at this, and I I, I agree with um, ten and two, but I think I think they beat Miami and I think they beat Notre Dame. I think that Virginia Tech game is just a wild card. I think they'll lose that, um, and I think they'll just drop a stupid one right. like last year and they lost to Florida State. They're just going to drop a stupid one. Right. Okay. We'll see what happens with them. Um, that concludes our ACC coverage almost. I was thinking about this when you were talking about Notre Dame as we um, look forward to the Texas-Oklahoma um, discussion at the end of the episode. I think it's important to note that the ACC commissioner came out and said they would like Notre Dame in the conference full-time. Ryan, do you have any information on that? I don't have any information. Um, there has been a lot of talks about what will happen Um if, to the other conferences. Exactly. Yeah. What will happen if Texas and Oklahoma do indeed go to the SEC? But we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I did want to ask you final thoughts on ACC. Who do you think is going to be in the ACC championship? Who do you want to think wins the ACC championship? So it comes down to either who's Clemson facing. You know, there's nobody in that their division who will challenge them. I don't believe. You know, I sit here and I look through the teams that Clemson has to play. They just don't, none of them are any good <laughs> other than Georgia and, um, yeah. Other than that, it's really nothing. It's it's all about who wins the most ACC games between Miami 
And yeah. um, I think um, we both Carolina. kind of agreed that um, you know it's probably going to be North Carolina because we think North Carolina is going to beat Miami. But if they both have good quarterbacks, so you can't oh, sit here and be like, oh, boo, boo. it all comes down to it's going to be a good football game. Probably a good football game. Um, and, and it kind of depends. Like, will North Carolina lose to a random like Florida State like last year, or will they be? You know, or they beat North Florida State and lose to like another Dame. You know, it kind of it kind of depends. Like, where's that loss? Because if what I'm saying happens, Miami goes. Even if Miami loses, <laughs> both of those teams um have a a game. I mean, for yeah. Miami, it's Alabama, and then for Notre Dame, it's um. Uh, uh, I mean, for UNC, it's Notre Dame. Yeah. So I mean, both of them have a game where they could. Uh-huh. It just comes down to Clemson's going to win the conference. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, but we got to wrap up this ACC talk. Yep. Too much time spent on the ACC. I like the ACC, but the SEC is going to take us like three times as long. Oh my gosh! Awesome. So let's, let's talk a little SEC media days. Um, Do it. Um, I grinded this one out a little bit more. Ryan has um, helped me um, helped me on this a little bit. He's got a couple of them he watched, um, and we got a couple we're going to run through here. So um, let's start. SEC Media Days takes a um, and Hoover, Alabama, I believe. Um, beautiful setup. Um, a lot of good coaches go there, give their opinions. A lot of um, funny moments. Mike Leach walking up to the podium saying that he, he has nothing to say. Um, just okay. ask him the questions. Just um, over with. Lane Kiffin talking about fines. Um, Coach O just being Coach O. I'm just going to, I'm sitting over here dodging questions about sexual assault, um, you know, and stuff like that. Um, South Carolina, Shane Beamer's talked for 45 minutes where um, Auburn's, whatever the hell that guy's Auburn's um, who's Auburn's coach, Brian Harson. He talked for 55 minutes. So everybody's a talker nowadays. Um, when you get somebody like um, you either have, you either on one end of the spectrum, you've got Brian Harson, and on the other end, you got Mike Leach. You want to hear more from Mike Leach, and you don't want to hear anything from Brian Harson. It's the opposite of which one talks the longest. So that's kind of funny. Um, but that's kind of where we stand. We're going to run through them. Old Miss, Lane Kiffin. What a scumbag, sleazebag guy that is. He looked drunk um, the entire time. He was, he was what? drunk the entire time. Lane like, Kiffin is drunk all the time. He believe it. Let me tell you something. Lane Kiffin. What is the old saying? You can take the dog or out of the pound, but you can't take the pound out of the dog or whatever. I, you know, there's an old saying. I don't remember what it's one, what it is, but um, you can try to change Lane Kiffin. You can say he matured under Nick Saban at FAU. Listen. Lane Kiffin is drinking beer, partying with the frat boys and fucking sorority bitches. I just shouldn't have said that. Um, that was too much. I'm going to get banned. People are going to ban me from this episode. I am so sorry. Um, anyway, I'm not editing that out of this thing in. Lane Kiffin likes his team. And he really just feels confident in Max Corral. I believe that's his name. Matt, yeah. Matt Corral, not Max. I don't know where I got Max from. Um. Uh, he had a good statement. I don't know if you watched this, Ryan, but he talked about how some dude from Arkansas <laughs> asked him, he was like, how do you stick with Matt, uh, Matt Corral after he throws six interceptions in Arkansas? How do you not pull him? Yeah. And I thought what he said was really smart. He made a point that he was like, yeah, um, if you pull a guy, 
I mean, you're constantly doing this quarterback change. We wanted to stick with one guy. Six interceptions, a lot of interceptions. You're right. But um, I like that. Yeah. He's like, and I think, you know, as much of a lame fan as I am, you know, obviously, but uh, I think it's important for him to install that kind of confidence in Matt Corral. Um, he made the point that, you know, the game before Arkansas, it was Alabama and he threw for like 450 yards, no interceptions. Yeah. So that was close. he's got a point. I mean, yeah, Matt Corral is probably going to be one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the SEC. I think year. he will be the best. I don't know any other ones that really stick out in my mind that much. I mean, you could probably look at JT Daniels, Georgia. Yeah, maybe. Um, and maybe Brian Alabama. We'll see how he does. Yeah. KJ Jefferson. Um, KJ. Um, yeah, KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. Yeah. Very good player. Um, but that's kind of what old um, Lane Kiffin had to say. I think old Miss. He said a lot of things, actually, but he kind of rambled. Not a lot of substance there. It's like (laughs) not a lot of meats there. It's just he he said Ryan a question, and he would kind of just slur through half of it and be like, "If he was drunk, that'd be awesome. I would try to go to SEC media days messed up. That'd be funny." Um, I think Ole Miss. um, The only reason I'm covering him because I think they're going to be somewhat relevant with while he's there. I don't think he'll be there much longer. Somebody will come along, some big school, and be like, "Hey, name, come to uh, our school." He'll be there a while. You think so? Yeah. Where you think this is his stop? Like where's this is his go? moment? Yeah. I mean, you can turn Ole Miss into a power. I mean, that is. I mean, you can do it. Um, and where is he going to go? Yeah, that's true. You never know. I mean, he's already had the big job and didn't turn out very well. I don't see him. Ha- I don't see yeah, him. he still seems kind of the same. He's, he's smarter but stupider. It's really kind of it's kind of crazy. All right, let's go through their schedule real fast. These are going to be kind of quick, and I don't even have it pulled up. Oh my god! Yes, I do actually. Um, They play Louisville. I would say that's a win. Win. Austin PV, that is a win. Tulane win at Alabama. Loss. Loss. Versus Arkansas in Oxford, Mississippi. That's tough. Fifty. Fifty. Yeah, it's it's that's who knows. Awesome. We both know it. Um, Tennessee, that's a win. LSU, loss. One thing that's for certain in the SEC this year, before we go any further, I want everybody to understand the one thing that's for certain in the SEC is that there is no certainty. We can sit. This is, I mean, a lot of years in the past, you know, we've sat, we sat here and we've accurately said, you know. We have an idea of what's going to happen. You know, Alabama's had two. Uh, um, we didn't think Ole Miss. I mean, LSU was going to be as good with Joe Burrow, but we we knew they were going to be good. You know, we've kind of had an idea. You know, Kyle Trask at Florida. He had a good junior year. You know, there have been years where we kind of had an idea of what's going to happen. I have no idea. I mean, I, all these teams could suck or they all could be great. I don't know. Ryan doesn't know. None of us know. I don't even think coaches know. Um, so when I sit here and say, oh, they're definitely going to beat LSU, LSU could suck or LSU could be great. We don't know. Yeah. Auburn's the same way. LSU's, Auburn could be awful. Auburn's going to be awful. Or they could be great. Be I have no idea. I can tell you Texas that. A&M could be awful, could be great. Vanderbilt will be awful. Be awful. 
I could see um, Ole Miss either going nine and four, nine and three, or eight and four. I agree with that. Um, I think they're, they're going to lose Bama. We all know it. Uh, LSU. They're going to lose Texas A&M. I think Arkansas is a toss-up. Throw a random one in there, Mississippi State or Arkansas. I think Alabama, LSU, and A&M are for sure losses. And I think Arkansas is a 50-50. I think they win everything else. All right, there you go. That's my, my take. That's your personal opinion, huh? Personal opinion. All right, that concludes uh, Old Miss. Oh, All right, what are we going to now? Oh, we're going to the shoe. All right, I was all talking on the podium, and I was saying I like a gumbo down in the south. And I was saying, oh, we got a Max Johnson and Miles Britton are operating for quarterback jobs. They're both championship caliber quarterbacks. They're both championship caliber quarterbacks. Um, you know, me and my wife divorced. A pretty sad thing. But the figure, a pretty exciting thing this year is I get to uh, face my son. He's the starting quarterback at Mercer State, and I'm going to whoop his fucking ass. <laughs> That's what he said in the press conference. I swear I to God, if you watch the press conference, he's, do, yeah. I'm not going to hold back. He's going to get all the LSU. Let me tell you something, buddy. What's the name of that team? Like McNeese, McNeese, McNeese Cowboys. They can't handle all LSU, bro. You can't. I would even start my starters. I wouldn't even waste my time. <laughs> I'm going to send every bit of LSU hell at him. And let me tell you something with all these sexual assault allegations. There's a lot of hell coming out of LSU nowadays, brother. <laughs> I hate LSU. If y'all don't know that yet, I hate LSU. Oh. I hate LSU. I think Ojo's voice is funny. I watched, I, I challenge anyone listening to this podcast, I challenge you to go watch his 25-minute press conference. He was the first one of SEC Media Days. His voice is cute and funny for the first five minutes. And after that, I wanted to kill myself. It is terrible. It is bad. It's bad. It's like, hey, I'm talking like this for 10 more minutes. I mean, it's mind-blowing. You're probably already irritated just listening to this podcast. He's gurgling nails while dying. And it's funny when he says, go Tigers. That's funny, right? But when you hear, go Tigers, go Tigers, go Tigers, go Tigers for 25 minutes, it's not funny anymore. It's like, oh, my God, will this guy shut up? Shut up. We know you like gumbo. We know you like shrimp and crab and lobster. I like a crawfish. Crawfish, yeah. I'm over here. Right, that's all I got for Joe Burrow to come. All right, all right. So I'll stop. You'll probably already get annoyed with that bit. All right. Um, so basically what I said in the coach avoid voice was kind of his thing. Um, he's confident in his skill positions, confident in his cornerbacks defense. Um, it really for for LSU, it comes down to if these quarterbacks can do anything. Last year they were terrible. They really were. All three of them were. And you know. I would say Miles Brennan did. No, Miles Brennan was bad. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. He was bad. I, I, I sent you some earlier. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, it, it, showed, it was like a stat where um, I think uh, Bo Nix and Miles Brennan both threw like 11 touchdowns last year. Oh, my God. Miles Brennan only played three games, and Bo Nix played the entire season. Ooh, I didn't know that. That's terrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Bo Nix. Oh, my God. But, um, I think Miles Brennan's going to start. Um, I, I think he is. I don't think Max Johnson's as good. I mean, he had the great Florida game. But I really think that is because, one, Florida's defense sucked. I mean – They like to throw a lot of shoes. Throw a lot of shoes. I mean, Bama torched them. LSU torched them. Oklahoma torched them. Their defense was not that good. Right. Um, and so, I, I, I really feel like uh, – I, I think LSU's uh, defense is going to be really good. 
their cornerbacks are phenomenal. Um, they're, you know, defensive line linebackers are pretty, pretty good. They're good. Uh, I wouldn't say they're great, but they're good. Um, I think Miles Brennan will, will take the starting job and I think LSU will be good. I think they've had their great season and as LSU does, they just go back to good for like seven more seasons and they'll have a great season and they'll just go back to good again. You know what I mean? Yeah. They may threaten Alabama. They may not. Yeah. They'll probably have CBS will make you think that they're threatening Alabama every year, but they're Yeah. All right. We'll run through their schedule real fast. Weird. First game. Very weird. Weird. Um, At UCLA Bruin. I don't even know where that came from. Chip Kelly versus coach. O. I couldn't think of a more toxic matchup. (laughs) I mean, that might be awful. Um, then they got the Magnese Cowboys. We kind of mentioned them. Coach O's son is the starting quarterback. I was not joking about that. Um, they'll win that. All right. Simple Central Michigan Chippewas. That's a win. Mississippi State. I mean, they got slaughtered by Mississippi State last year. I know. And they probably hate that. I would say that's a win. Kentucky. I mean, Auburn. Who knows? I, it's just hard to say. Kentucky. Win. Kentucky's not going to be that good. No, I think Kentucky's going to be LSU. Serious? Um, I Kentucky. You never know. I think Kentucky's going to be good this year, better than people think. Um, Florida Gators, loss. Yeah, I think it's a loss. They're going to be mad after last year. Old Miss, uh, win. Alabama, loss. Loss. Arkansas. Hey, we were close last year. Close. I would say that's a win. LSU. Um, ULM, that's a win. And A and M. Loss. Stupid. Um, LSU ends the game using season with a three-game home. That's rigged. What kind of rigged game is this? Um, yeah, I think they go nine and three. What do you think? Nine and three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine and three or two and two. Okay. All right. That concludes LSU. Every and I like to point out that segment was kind of goofy. LSU segment, but all everything I said was true. Not a part of that was a lie. Everything I said, even the sexual assault stuff. They're a scumbag university. They they're really scumbag. are. I hate LSU. Oh my God. I hate LSU. Stuff going on there that's I hate bad. LSU. I hate them. They straight up asked him about the sexual assault stuff. And he's like, Ugh. Exactly. No comment. Move I hate on. LSU. I hate them. <laughs> like, Not an LSU them. guy. They're a terrible university. Terrible people out in the bayou. Love their food though. All <laughs> right. Um, Alabama, Ryan knows more about this than I do. Ryan, take it away. Um, They were very easy on Nick Saban. Uh (laughs) Go figure, right? Oh, my God. They did not talk about the quarterback situation at all. We all assume Bryce Young's going to start. They didn't talk about it. Um, They're scared that he's going to start screaming um, rat poison. Uh, Probably. But um, he did did mention one thing about Bryce Young, and that's that I guess he's already made like a million dollars. That's awesome. And um, name, image, and likeness. So good for him. He had played a game, million dollars. Good job. Um, at one point, he was talking about his dog. Um, at another point, he was talking about, um, you know, getting vaccinated and how that went for him and his team. Uh, at another point, he was kind of talking about a little bit of name, image, and likeness, but not a whole lot. Um, he said he didn't really want to get into the name, image, and likeness because 
he feels like whatever he would say a year from now would be looked down upon. So I don't really know. We don't really know what his actual opinion is on it, uh, but it doesn't seem like it's a good opinion. Um, so, you know, Nick Saban saying whatever Nick Saban saying. Um, but he, he had a very laid back, very mellow um, press conference. And he, he, he talked about the past successes of Bama. He didn't really talk about the upcoming season, though, which was kind of weird. He talked about, you know, graduation rates and how successful they are at Bama for, for graduation rates, um, you know, players being drafted, all this stuff, which, you know, it's great. You know, they're, they're doing great, obviously, at Bama. Um, but he, he just, he didn't really talk about, about the season. And it was just, no one really asked him about it. You know, it was, it was a very weird um, conference interview, whatever. Um, but uh, I, yeah, very weird. Very strange. Um, you don't ask a dictator questions. You know what I mean? No one asks Hitler questions. No one asks Stalin questions. No one asks Mussolini questions. No one asks Nick Saban questions. That's just my opinion. That's what I think. It's fine. All right, Alabama schedule. They're going to beat Miami. They're going to beat Mercer. They're going to beat Florida. They're going to beat Southern Mississippi. They're going to beat Ole Miss. They're going to beat Texas A&M. They're going to beat Mississippi State. They're going to beat Tennessee, and they're going to beat LSU, and they're going to beat New Mexico State, and they're going to beat Arkansas, and they probably will be Auburn. And they're going to go undefeated. 12-0. Uh, I think the one hiccup they could possibly have. Actually, I'm going to say two hiccups. I think I think they I could think. lose it, depending on how good that is. I'm just kidding about that. I think they could lose to Florida. I could see them losing maybe to Texas A&M, but it kind of depends on how good Texas A&M's quarterback is. So we don't really know. Yeah, I think that Ole Miss could be one. I think I think the two that you're going to say Miami, I'll slap you. No, I don't think so. Uh, I think Florida and Texas A&M. Are the two games? I just scares me. Texas A&M starting a new quarterback too, and both of them's on the road for Bama. So both, so it's going to be in College Station, and it's going to be in the swamp. Oh, that one in the swamp is going to be so good. Oh my! There are going to be two fantastic games. Oh my god! If I had to pick one, I think Alabama's going undefeated. God, that's good. Starting hot. right now, I think they're going undefeated. That game is going to be hot. Oh but if I picked god. one game for Bama to lose, it'd be Texas A&M. God, I love college football so much. Oh my god! Oh my god! That'd be so good. Alabama at Florida at three thirty in the swamp. Oh my god, dude! Oh, that is like y'all. Like y'all don't understand. Like, hold on. Um, hold on one second. I'm sorry. I'm pulling something. It's September too. It's gonna be a. Hot I don't know if y'all are gonna be able to hear this, but um, I'm gonna play it regardless. Can you hear that? I can hear that, yeah. Could you imagine three thirty on Saturday? Oh my God, that is just like pure. I'm not gonna say sex, but I'm thinking sex. It's like, oh my God, could you imagine sitting in your chair? This window's all open. Alabama's running out on the field like the Florida fans are chopping. Oh my God! Oh my God! <gasps> I need to calm down. I am horny right now. I am horny. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I am going crazy right now. Oh my God. Y'all do not understand. Oh, I am so wedding right now. Oh. Oh. Uh, this is the end of the episode. Uh, no, never. Oh my God. That is. Oh.
That is just so awesome. I can't. I love football so much. Oh my god. I need to recover. All right, Alabama's done. I'm done talking about them. All right, okay. we're gonna go Alabama South Carolina. Alabama goes undefeated. We think maybe one loss. Yeah. Okay. South Carolina now. Ugh. Now we're gonna have to be disgusted. <laughs> I was up so high, and now I'm just gonna be disgusted with myself. Talk for Shane Beamer talked forever. Okay, first thing I see, the first problem I have right now is the Eastern Illinois game they have is on ESPN+. Plus. I hate that. I hate you, ESPN, your scumbag organization charging people for watching a football, SEC football, an SEC football game. You're out of your minds. Anyway, Shane Beamer rambled. I'm not surprised by that. I I expected him to ramble. Um... He literally answered every question before the questions even came. I like Shane Beamer. I thought he had a good press conference. I think he did talk a lot. That should be expected from a guy who just got hired and it's on the national stage like this. First first head coaching job. Yeah, I think you should expect that. Give him five more years, he won't be rambling. He'll probably be doing what Mike Leach did. He's like, just shut the heck up and ask me the questions. I don't care. Um I don't know if he'll ever actually do that. Mike Leach is one of a kind. Probably not. Shane, Shane Beamer seems like a stand-up guy. I'm yeah. Um, I do like Shane Beamer more than Will Muschamp so far. Yes. Um, Will Muschamp was a scumbag. scumbag. He was a terrible coach. We all knew he was a terrible coach. Listen, South Carolina P- – actually, never mind. This is not about Will Muschamp. Um, Shane Beamer, I thought he did a good job of the press conference. I really did. He, he did well. Um, he, he, I think the main – he talked about every single, like, position point on his team uh and you know obviously he was talking about the defensive line uh, there's a lot of confidence in the defensive line i'm sorry guys uh, there's a lot of confidence in the defensive line they have a really stacked and good defensive line um i think there were a little bit of worries about the i'm sorry trends messing me up um <laughs> nah, what are you talking about dude Sorry. Sorry, my <laughs> mouth is so dry. These episodes, this episode's so intense. <laughs> I need something to me. like keep me going. He just looked at me. He was like, "What's it? I'm right back." And I just ran off. I had to get something to drink. <laughs> I did. I had to. I'm not ashamed of it. All right, all right. Um, this is kind of what it's going to be like in the fall, but more emotional. What you saw in that Alabama LSU segment is going to be a lot of that. Yeah. So <laughs> you like to see me kind of up like that. Ugh. <laughs> that might have been too far, though. Anyway, no, um, no, never mind. It was not far enough. The defensive line was good. The offensive line, he seems optimistic about. Obviously, with Harris, they have a great running back coming yeah. back. He didn't really talk about Luke Doty, who we assume is going to be the starter. Should be the starter if he's not been named already. Um, he mentioned Luke Doty in the sitting down one. Oh, he did? I didn't watch that one. Dad, um, he, he trusted him. Um, oh. They named him the starter. Okay, good. Um, it should be. He's good. Yeah, I don't know why. I couldn't tell you one other quarterback. I bet a Carolina fan could, but I could not. Um, Transfer, but I don't know. Um, he, he said that the wide receiver group, which me and you kind of bashed uh, maybe a couple of months ago. He uh, seems confident in it. Uh, he, well, I, I don't know. He said they're unproven. He said they're deep but unproven. What does that mean? It means that – I mean, they have a lot of them, but they might not be good. <laughs> you can prove it. You can prove yourself in spring practice. You know what I mean? Sounds to me like they haven't done it yet. Oh, my Carolina. He, he was positive about every, everything was positive. You know what I mean? He should be. 
He should be. They have, yeah, they right. had more. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember. Did he talk about the secondary? Not too much. Not he too mentioned much. it and actually in the sit down one. Okay. Talked about I'm how, you know, they're young at corner, secondary. that a lot of their corners left, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Or in the NFL. But not too terribly much. Um, he just, that kind of was more of a transfer portal early leaving thing. Yeah. Than, uh, he did make one comment. The, the one thing that, that he did say that did not sit with me very well um, was he, he said, oh, yeah, man, like someone came up to me at a Carolina event and they said that this is the most excited that we've ever been about Carolina football. And I've been getting that a lot. Do you believe that? I mean, think about that. When you had Steve Spurrier – I think every coach, I don't, I, I believe, okay. Yes. I absolutely 100% believe that Carolina fans have gone up to Shane Beamer and said that whether they believe that and their hearts, they obviously weren't around for the Steve Spurrier days. Yeah. But you were like, you, you were like a game away from playing for an after championship when Steve Spurrier was there. Yeah, I don't know about that, you know, not about that, but, you know, I don't know about, you know, I yeah. believe that I absolutely believe. What else would you say? Um, I'm not that excited for this season. I mean, you, you know can what say I mean? That we're, we're He's going to hear that, whether people believe that or not. You can say you're excited. And, and like, they, I mean, I think they should be. I think it's a brand new start for Carolina. And I think that's a good thing. Um, but saying that this is the most excited you've ever been about any season in Carolina football, like, no, come on. Yeah, you I could see your, the um, glory days skepticism, happened, and you were right there. You were you were in an SEC championship game. You were right there, and <laughs> right now, oh, uh, Auburn. Then they waxed him in that SEC championship game, didn't they? Cam Newton did, yeah. Beesh. they almost yeah. beat him. Uh, Carolina almost beat him, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and the regular season. God, Auburn was so good. That it was a good year of football that year. Cam Newton was unstoppable. He was. Every game, you know, the Clemson game, I don't know if you remember this. Never mind. We have too much to cover, and I'm getting off track. I'm not going to ramble this episode. We're going to go through the schedule. South Carolina has to play Eastern Illinois at home. Um, then at East Carolina, lost. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. That's got to be a win for um, South Carolina's sake. Don't win that. Um, questions. At Georgia, loss versus Kentucky. I think that could be a loss. They beat Kentucky last year. Depends kind of on everything. I think 60-40 Kentucky wins. Okay. That's what I would say. I would say then Troy win. Probably Troy could be good, but nah, I say South Carolina pulls it out. Tennessee. Win. It really just kind of depends on how bad South Carolina win. is this year. Win. Vanderbilt. Win. Um, A&M at A&M. Loss. Oh. Florida loss, loss at Missouri. Loss. I don't know anything about Missouri. I would like to point that out, that if you asked me to name one player on their team, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I don't care either. I'm glad I don't know anybody on Missouri. They're a bunch of – they suck too. What a terrible place. I think Missouri will be Missouri. Not good. <laughs> and then they got Auburn at home. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Auburn. I'll be shocked either. And then, Cle- and then Big Clem, Big Clemson, big loss. All right, there you go. And that's your South Carolina Gamecocks. I think we were over. I, 
I'm going to make the effort to be overwhelmingly positive with South Carolina this year, and I'm going to let Ryan be the negative one. I, I think because uh, we cannot I, well, cut off our South Carolina list. Uh, here's what I think about Carolina. I think we know what you think about Carolina. I you think know. best case scenario, they make a bowl game. They go six oh, six okay, this year. Bowl, yeah. Which I think would be incredibly promising if they did that, given the amount of talent they've lost and the fact that you have a first year head coach already. In. And, I, and I think Shane Beamer's going to. So be five good. and seven, six and six? I think six and six, best case scenario. Maybe four and eight. First case, four and eight, probably. Uh, uh, they go three and three. Listen, I've been there. Three and nine, terrible. Don't do it, um, South Carolina. Don't do it to yourself. All right, now here we go. The big boys. The Ark. The Arkansas Razorbacks. I know everybody who listens to this podcast is thrilled for this segment. Not because you care about Arkansas, which majority of you do. Everyone who listens to this podcast has exposure to a team that normally you would have no exposure to. Through me, I have enlightened you over the couple months that we've done this since January. We started in January. It's been seven months. I have enlightened you on the Arkansas Razorbacks, and I will continue to do so until I drop. Um, I told Ryan the other day I will continue to do this podcast until nobody listens except for me, and I'll probably still keep doing it because I like the sound of my own voice. So, with that being said, the Arkansas Razorbacks, Sam Pittman, the greatest Paul coach of all time, the head hog, turned that damn jukebox on, the coach, the myth, the man, Sam Pittman. Also, his first SEC media days. I don't know if you knew that, Ryan, because they got canceled last year due to COVID. Um, but he went up on the stage, and he kind of talked a lot too. Um, but it was all good stuff. Um, I didn't know this. 87% of Arkansas players have been vaccinated. 92% of the entire building has been vaccinated. Um, I thought that was good uh, as a big um, PC guy. Um, um, I thought everything he said was good. He said last year that they had to play a lot of offset 3-4. Um, he mentioned that we just didn't have the defensive line depth to accumulate um, any kind of other foundations. He did say that wasn't a problem. And I think the big point to take away from Arkansas, and I, I kind of think, you know, with South Carolina, this is important too. You know, and I sometimes wonder if they did as good. As, I mean, no one did it. No one has done as good as Arkansas in this one factor. And Ryan, you're probably sitting there like, what is he talking about? And Arkansas has done this, I believe, and Sam Pittman did this better than anybody else. He knew what he was good at, and he knew what he wasn't, and he brought people around him to build him up. And I mean Barry Odom, and I mean Kendall Bryles. And those two really, in their own way, are changing the culture of Arkansas. Sam Pittman is there as the iceberg, the man, the, the thing you hold on to. But for Barry Odom and Kendall Bryles, those two are the building blocks for a successful Arkansas team. You need to install that confidence. One more second. And those are two good head good. I mean, they've been head coaches, both Kendall Bryant and Barry Odom. Uh, Barry so it's somebody could Sam Pittman yeah. can lead on, especially Barry Odom, who's a head coach in this own league. Yeah, at Missouri. Missouri. Took him to took Mizzou to yes. Beat Missouri like four years and beat Arkansas four years in a row. Yeah. Fun fact for you. Um, regardless of all that, 
Um, I think Sam Pittman, the one big difference I noticed from him to um, oh my god, what was that bastard's name? Old Arkansas head coach Chad Morris. What a scumbag that guy was. I hate him. Um, the one thing I noticed between Chad Morris is that Chad Morris did not install confidence in his guys. And I think Sam Pittman, Kendall Browse, and Barry Odom do a great job of installing confidence into the guys. That's what they needed. Arkansas also has the most people coming back. We have 24 returning seniors. Of starters, I mean. 12 super seniors. You know what that means? Six here. Yeah. So we have 12 of them. So I thought that's very good for Arkansas. I was pretty happy about it. We have, twelve, um, I believe, 11 seniors and 12 super seniors. That would be 23. That would be accurate. Um, I think that's big. Um, this will be the uh, – Arkansas is now gone from the oldest uh, – youngest team to the oldest team in the SEC. And uh, one thing that w- makes me wonder about how good this Arkansas Razorback team is They've had a lot of players who have been through a lot of sh- crappy years. I almost said a bad word there. I would never want to do that on this podcast. No. Um, but a, a lot of players have been through bad situations. And, you know, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to win the national championship, but I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas does a good job of, you know, turning people's attention, getting them focused on the program, and really turning this program. They have a real potential here to turn this program in the right direction this year. I'm not saying 11 and 1, 12 and 0, 8 and 4, 7 and 7 and 5, 9 and 3. I don't see that being out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I might be naive and stupid, and we might end up six and six, and I'll probably be ecstatic. But regardless, I think having all those seniors that has to mean something, right? You th- I mean, so- I think it's experience, you know. Um and you know, our Arkansas came out last year and really showed what they were worth. Uh, I mean, the defense played lights out. You know, there were some good flashes from the offense in some games. Um, I, I would not be shocked if you're correct. I do think our, this is Arkansas's year to get a bowl for sure. They're going to get to a bowl game this year. Um, it just kind of depends. Are they going to get just get to a bowl game and just take? Are they going to do a little step, more? Or are they going to take two steps? We'll just have to wait and see. Wait and um, see. I saw big things from the Arkansas press conference. Um, you're going to see Sam Pittman talking about depth. Um, Sam Pittman talking about assistant coaches and um, overall confidence of the team. I think those are the big three takeaways I took away from the press conference. He does a great job. I mean, he's one of those guys that, like, is just, like, just a great guy to be around. He kind of reminds me of a Dabo in a sense. That... Like an old, fat Dabo. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's only actually, like, seven years older than Dabo, fun fact. But regard so six, he, actually. He just reminds me of, like, a manager. You know what I mean? Like, Dabo is – He's not Nick Saban, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, neither is Sam Pittman. However, he acts as like this manager of the team. And he lets the people around him do the work. Yeah. I mean, like if you look at Dabo, he's got great coordinators and assistant coaches. I think so does Sam Pittman. You know, if you look, I mean, I think he's got a good group of guys underneath him. Yeah. And he's not, 
he's being a good manager. He's not micromanaging them. You know what I mean? He's not getting into their work and saying, oh, no, 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 this is how we're going. He's like, no, 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 this, this, this is your defense. This is your offense. This is your, you know, um, wide receiver, core, quarterback, whatever. Um, and he's let them go of it. And, and I think that's, as you that's said, a big deal. Like, yeah, kind of like what you said, trust. You know, he's, he trusts and his guys under him. Um, and I think that will pay dividends. All right, let's quickly go through these. We're we're really running long here today. I'm sorry. This is going to be a long episode. A good episode, but a long one. Um, Arkansas schedule. All right, we got the Rice Owls. That is a win. Texas Longhorns, it's at home. What do you think? Um, I think Arkansas wins it. Hard to say right now. We don't know what Texas is going to be. It's going to be interesting because it's going to be first-year head coach, Sarkeesian. Which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I don't know. Um, I think I w- I'm leaning towards Arkansas the win. Leaning. All right. We got Georgia Southern Eagles. That's going to be a win at Texas A&M. Um, awesome. That's in Jerry World. Probably a loss. Yeah, loss. Um, at Georgia. Loss. At Ole Miss. Um, I think I said in the last one. Oh, my one, God, what a brutal three-game run there. Yeah, well, I think I was with, uh, in the Ole Miss. I think I said it was 50-50, so I'm going to stick with that. Auburn Tigers. Win. Um, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Win. Mississippi State at home. Win. Wow. At LSU Tigers. Loss. At Alabama. Loss. Missouri. I think we beat Missouri. It's in Arkansas this year. I think you. They're pissed off. So best can eight scenario, probably nine and three, eight and four. Worst case scenario, seven, five, six, and six. There you go. Look at that. Like I said in a previous episode, this holds more than anything else. Um, win the games you're supposed to win, lose the games you're supposed to lose. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right. There you go. That concludes your Arkansas Razorback talk. I know everybody's super excited Ooh. about that. Okay. We are going to run through these next three. And when Ryan, I say run, we are going to run. run. I'm going to give a brief description, and I'm going to read the schedule off as quickly as humanly possible. All right. Speed round. And then we're going to get into the Texas-Oklahoma stuff. All right, Georgia. Georgia. Kirby Smart, not one for words. Um, Tends to like um, Sam Pittman a lot. He mentioned that. Um, What else did he say? He likes JT Daniels. He believes JT Daniels is going to be a good quarterback for them. Um, he talked about his knee a couple times. He believes his knee's knees completely healed now, so it allows for more mobility, more movement down the field, and more throwing power. That makes me think, going back in the last year, that he actually did have serious knee problems, and they were just scared scared to put him on the field. That makes more sense now. Hearing those kind of comments now kind of makes you look back on last year and be like, well, Georgia actually probably had a problem, and it kind of makes sense now. So, Ryan, comments on Georgia make them quick. Oh, George scares me, uh, especially since they play Clemson week one. They have um, a good defense this year, too. Yeah, they apparently have a pretty good defense. And they got Darion Kendrick, who was a Clemson player, uh, which kind of makes me even more scared. I think George is going to be a beast. Um, Georgia also probably has a running back. I just don't know who it is, but it's great. They do. Zamir White. Uh, he's Zemir White. Good. Oh, yeah, I know him. He's um, good. I think George is going to be pretty good. I think they're going to challenge the SEC. I think they're going to win the East. I think they're going to challenge the SEC. Um, it's a title. All right, we got Clemson. 50-50. UAB Blazers win. South Carolina win. Vanderbilt win. Arkansas win. Auburn win. Kentucky win. Florida win. Uh, Missouri win. Tennessee win. Charleston Southern. Blowout. <laughs> At Charleston Southern, actually. No, I'm just kidding. 
and Georgia Tech Yellow Daggets win. All right, there's your Georgia coverage. Come back. We'll talk about Georgia more this season. We're just long episode. Um, um, Florida. This is for you, Ben. Um, Florida. What do we want to talk about? Florida. Dan Mullen um, is excited for the new quarterback. What's his name? Emory Jones. Emory Jones. He likes he Emory good. Jones. Big dual threat guy. He believes that Emory Jones needs to work on his passing, but he feels confident that he's made strides in that area. And he also believes it's opening up the playbook to allow for more dual threat. Like, just like you said, Ryan, um, he's going to be able to run the ball more with the quarterback position, which I think is big for them. Um, big for um, Florida. Um, I don't know running back. Do you know anything about their running backs? Um, no, they I, lost a lot, man. They lost well, a ton, especially at uh wide receiver. They lost so much at wide receiver. It's embarrassing. That's why I'm telling y'all when you listen to this podcast, everything we say could be a pile of crap by in, in November. It, you just go, I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. It's, <laughs> this has been the biggest year we of unknowns. Yeah. Uh, I, I think mean, the only quarterback we have any confidence in is Matt Corral, and he threw six interceptions against Arkansas. But tell me what kind of confidence that is. Right. JT uh, Daniels bad as a bomb knee. Miles Brennan sucks. Bryce Young's never started for KJ Jefferson had one good game. I mean, I mean, Luke Doty kind of sucked at the end of last year, but all that's still in Carolina. Tennessee bags of money. Vanderbilt can do I mean, we don't know. Nobody else. Uh, I think Florida's going to have a good defense. I think they're – I don't really know what to expect on offense because they lost – Again, I think they lost their top four or five receivers, including Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, it sounds like Emory Jones is going to be pretty good. From what I've heard, he's going to be better than Trask. That's just what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know. They're going to come in second in the East, I think. All right, Florida schedule real fast. There you go, Ben. Um, Florida Atlantic Owls, that's going to be a win. USCF Bulls win. Alabama. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alabama a loss. Tennessee win. Kentucky win. Maybe. <laughs> I would not be surprised if Kentucky like throws. Oh, shut up. That's Can Kentucky? Shut up. No, when Kentucky uh, could come in second. Vanderbilt. <laughs> Book it. Vanderbilt win. LSU win. Uh thanks. This is interesting. We got a bye week and then Georgia. Georgia, they'll lose to Georgia. South Carolina win. Stanford win. Missouri win. Florida State win. All right. I'm not expecting much out of Florida State. All right. That concludes Florida. I, don't come back to this episode when it comes to Florida. Actually, when I look through the teams that we talked about, don't come back regarding LSU, South Carolina, Arkansas, Florida, or Texas A&M because I have no clue and we could be completely wrong. Or come back if we're completely right. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll post if we're right. All right, um, So, Texas A&M, last one. I will slow down here for a second. I don't want to get too serious. But thoughts and prayers out to Bobby Bowden. Jimbo yeah. Fisher talked about him in the uh, press conference. We know Jimbo's from Florida State. Bobby Bowden, I love Bobby Bowden. He's a great guy. Um, uh, Tommy Bowden, you know, just didn't work out at Clemson, but – Bobby Bowden, you know, it's historic for him. He's a great guy. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Anything's possible. But I thought I'd throw that out there. Thoughts and prayers. 
Compared to Bobby Bowden. Texas A&M, a lot of people returning other than the quarterback. Um, one thing I want to know, Isaiah Spiller, um, the running back, very good. Probably one of the best running backs in college football, and nobody's going to talk about him. I respect that. Um, also, fun fact for you, Texas A&M schedule. I'm going to do this first, actually, before we do that. Fun fact. Uh, we got the Kent State Golden Flashes. That's a win. Colorado Buffaloes. That's a win. New Mexico Lobos. That's a loss. I'm just kidding. That's a win. The Arkansas Razorbacks. Mississippi State win. Alabama loss. Missouri um, loss. South Carolina really? loss. No, sorry. Alabama loss. Missouri win. South Carolina win. Auburn win. Old Miss. Who knows? Uh, Prairie View. A&M Panthers. Oh, my God. What a name. <laughs> That that's a fat loss for Texas A&M, um, and LSU. I have no clue. I think A&M will win. Um, I think A&M could pretty easily go eleven and one. I have no idea. I think they could. I don't know what I mean, if you look the at their schedule, every game is winnable. Except Other than Alabama. Bama and Bama's in, t- in college. And who State. knows if Alabama might be beatable? We don't know. Like I sit here and say, oh, Alabama's going to go undefeated. Right. I mean, their quarterback, Ryan keeps on thinking that Bryce Young is going to be good, and I believe that he will. Right. I, 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 he's I will still say, a freshman. I think Texan starting quarterback is going to be Haynes King. And um, Hayes King. Okay. Good. That's good. Not as good as Bryce Young, but it's good. Um, I think, I think Texan has got a good shot to beat Bama in College Station and make it to the playoff this year. I think – Texas A&M is the Please. dark horse, the dark horse, not the for the SEC. Dark I can see Texas A&M beating Alabama, um, going to the SEC championship, and then losing to Georgia and Georgia making. The I could see that too, as that is classic A&M right there. Yeah, that, they could never make the playoff. That'd be disgusting. Um, Jimbo Fisher got up to the podium or yesterday and said, when asked about Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference, he said, "I bet they would." Texas A&M's um, athletic director said he does not want to see Texas in the SEC as it, and for obvious reasons, before we get into deep context, the SEC, I mean, Texas A&M is irrelevant with Texas in the conference. The only reason, let me break this down for every single person listening to this podcast right now. Texas A&M is only good because of the fact that they're from Texas and they're in the SEC. Make no mistake. Go back in history and look. Arkansas has been on like an eight-game losing streak to Texas and and we still own the series by like 15 games. They've always been bad. And as soon as Texas enters this conference, they will be bad again. That is a fact. A cold, hard fact. Uh, The next thing. Oklahoma. I'm just going to break down the facts, Ryan. You can hear it. Go for it, Dan. The SEC did not deny these reports. The SEC network posted a possible, the SEC network posted a possible bracket for all the teams to play. And I will be reading it near the end of this episode because it was awesome. I would kill for that. Um, I love their bracket. The big 12 discussed today, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, that they are aware that Texas and Oklahoma have reached out. That is at this point is a fact. It's a known fact. It is not rumor. It is not a question. It is not, well, I wonder. There is no wondering anymore. 
they have reached out. There is a reason this story broke during SEC media days. It's awesome reason. What an awesome time to break the story. Regardless of that, this is a fact. Texas and Oklahoma have reached out to the SEC. The SEC didn't deny it. The SEC news channel is making theory about it. And the Big 12 had a discussion without Texas and Oklahoma there on what is going on. Ryan, go. So there's a lot to break down in this. Um, there's, there's been a lot of strife between Oklahoma and Texas and the Big 12 um, for years. Um, Texas wanted to leave back in 2010 to Ooh. go to the Pac-12. Um, yeah, right? And they wanted to take a bunch of teams with them, one of which was Texas A&M, and then Texas A&M said, screw you, you'll go to the SEC. Um, and then that's kind of when all that fell apart. And it, it, there's so much that could happen just because of this move. Um, I've been hearing for so long about how Oklahoma wants out. They want out of the Big 12. There's just nothing left there. I've heard them trying to get to the Big 10. I've heard them trying to go to the Pac-12. I've now heard them trying to get to the SEC. Um, of all the rumors, going to the SEC seems to be the most legit. Um, Absolutely. And, oh, my gosh. It's Texas because it is legit. It's, it's legit. This is, yeah, this is, it's true. It's just a fact. Like I we said. don't know if it's going to happen, but it is. But they legit. have reached out. They have reached out. They are in communications. Um, apparently, Texas and broke the news. They uh, they, <laughs> they were the ones. Who, they were awesome. the ones who leaked the information to a journalist at the Houston Chronicle um, because they were so pissed off that Texas may be joining the SEC. They are so mad that this is happening. Um, that's how all this broke because of Texas A&M. Awesome. So, and there's so much to break down because because if. Oklahoma and Texas leave the Big 12, the Big 12 crumbles, and there's going to be a free-for-all for all those teams between the Pac-12, the Big 10, and the ACC. They're all going to try and grab those teams. Um, there's even talks, as we've mentioned before, that if this happens, all these other teams are going to try and make Super Leagues of their own because this would make the SEC the Super League. I mean, they're already kind of the Super League. Exactly. This would make it beyond, without a shadow of a doubt, there's no question that beyond time, this is the Super League. Um and so because of that, now it looks like the ACC is really pushing for Notre Dame to become a football member. Um, and, you know, if the B-12 falls apart, all these teams are going to start allocating out. It's going to be a power four conference. Uh, there was even a mention of a power three. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, whatever. Um, this is, it's going to be chaos if this happens. Um, Oklahoma and Texas have both said for varying reasons of their – discomfort and their upsetness uh against the big 12 oklahoma i think has a bit more reason i think texas acting like uh, a bit of a drama queen if i'm being honest uh, it's just texas you know, whatever um oklahoma I, mean, I even have obviously they're you know both team schools would make a ton of more money in the sec um but i have a list here of um certain other reasons beyond money about why they would want to leave. It's better kickoff times. Oklahoma was very upset that the Nebraska game is coming up this upcoming um, year, which was supposed to be a 50th anniversary of the game of the century against Nebraska. Uh, it was going to be played at noon, which is stupid. Um, so better kick times, more recruiting pipelines. Now you get to, you know, branch out to Alabama, Florida, Georgia, et cetera. Um, you know, larger, larger recruiting talent base, uh, better competition. And if you look at the Big 12, it's 
I mean, there's some teams that come out, but like it's not it's not the SEC. Uh, more varied competition. It's only ten teams in the Big Twelve if you include Oklahoma and Texas. It's not even twelve teams, which is stupid. Um, media and narrative benefits. You know, it's more money. Wider net for uh, name, image, and likeness money. So you can recruit your players and say, hey, you're gonna make more money if you come to Oklahoma or Texas when we're in the SEC. Um, the region is more popular in the Southeast. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I believe that. Um, I, th I think it's pretty close. Um, I thought this was kind of funny. We don't have to go to Morgantown anymore, which is West Virginia. Um, and then Texas would be able to have the rivalry with Texas A&M, which if this happens, will be just full blood hate. I love it. Um, there are so many things we could probably talk about this for an hour or two hours, honestly. If we, if me and it's a big story, it's huge. Um, it's crazy that it came in the middle of this big week. Yeah. I was sitting here in June thinking, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? I have now realized that we have way more to talk about when there's nothing going on. It's insane. I think you brought up uh, two good points there. Um, we had discussed, you know, the Nebraska Fox is such a rigged organization. It's stupid that you have a game as big as Oklahoma, Nebraska, and you have it at 1 p.m. or 12 p.m. 12 here Eastern time. 11 a.m. 11 Central. That's terrible. Yeah. Whoever run, whoever schedules that crap should, should have a stern talking to. That's just terrible scheduling. Yeah. Um, shame on Fox. Um, Oklahoma and Texas are big programs. The Big 12 is a dying organization. We all know it. It's been taking Oklahoma, time on. Oklahoma has won it how many years in a row? Uh, I think it's six. Who won it before that? Texas? Uh, no. Then TC or Kansas State. Maybe Eesh. Baylor even. I don't know. Eesh. One of those three. Um, but there's no hope to it. I'm not saying the teams in the um, Big 12 are bad, but when you're as big – and powerful as Oklahoma and Texas are, you need to go to a conference that is going to help you succeed and be more sustainable. Right now, they're not making enough money. And I think that's probably what it boils down to. You know, competition is great and everything, all that is good. But at the end of the day, you're going to want to be in a conference that's going to make you the most amount of money. The Big 12 is just not doing that in any sport, really. Um, they don't win a lot of championships. You know, Texas and Oklahoma are the flagship schools in every sport um, other than basketball. But even then, you know, Kansas isn't what they used to be. So you sit here and you're wondering, like, Texas and Oklahoma, do they fit in the SEC? I want to read you this tweet, Ryan. It's a tweet from the SEC Network, as I mentioned in my previous monologue about this. Um, I want to read you this tweet if I can find it. All right, here we go. 14 pods. What do you think about this? Pod A would be Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Oh, my God. Brutal pod. Um, oh, my Lord. Sorry about that, y'all. My big old elbows. Um, pod B would be Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Yeesh. What a gross pod. Um, pod C would be LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. And then Pod D would be Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. 
and then it would be a nine-game conference schedule format. Play the other three teams in your pod every season. Play two games against each of the other pods. Host every team at least once every four seasons. That'd be an interesting take. Uh, I mean, I think when you go, because if this happens. I guess the top two would make the. Uh, well, so here's the thing. Do you I have two game SEC championship game? That's what I was thinking. Because I was on, I was driving, driving home today from work. And I was thinking this is the first time that any conference in history has ever had 16 teams. That's a lot. Um, do you just have two? At the end, I mean, if you're having a pot, like we're saying, four four pots, you got semifinals. You have the winner of each pot goes to a semifinal. Unless you take the two win, uh, the winner that, that has the two best records. So if pod A and pod D have better records than the point of the pots. Then you gotta. I don't know. You gotta win. I don't know. I think. I think. I think, I mean, this is just me speculating. I'm not, I'm not in the SEC, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, you will be. I, I will be. But, and, there, and there's. There will be two SEC guys. We can turn this as an SEC podcast. How exciting will that be? SEC. Instead um, of it just be me. I, um, be I was too. reading this uh, tweet from his insider, and they said that he, he was calling everybody, all his, like, insider contacts or whatever. And he was saying um, it's no longer a matter of if, but when. Um, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Um, and, and I think that's true. I think it's more of a, a win. Uh, when is this going to happen? I think it's 2025 is when the TV deals start breaking up. This is when it's going to happen, 2025. Um, I could see Avenue in 2022, 2023, 24. I think so. Not 22, I would say three, four, five. Because Oklahoma and Texas are contractually obligated to the Big 12 in terms of TV until 2025. Wow. So it will, it would, this would probably wouldn't happen until 2025. Uh, they said if, and this is an if, if Oklahoma and Texas left next season, they could theoretically do so. However, SEC Network would not be able to cover the games. Um, and I'm not really sure where that would leave everything. Because, um, you know, let me say if Texas is playing Alabama. Now, obviously, Bama wants to be an SEC network, and then Texas wants to be a Longhorn network. Where, where are we going? That Longhorn network would go away. <clears throat> It'll have to go away. Um, I'm pretty sure they're owned by uh, the same company. I think SEC network is owned by ESPN, and I know Longhorn network is owned by ESPN. Yeah, you would have to get rid of the Longhorn network. They'll probably figure something out. I'm sure ESPN will be like, hey, yeah, we'll make a ton more money no matter what. Um, but I do think if, if you go four pots, you got to do semifinals to the SEC championship game. Um, Otherwise, you could do, and I was kind of thinking about it as well, you could do, you know, you could move Bama and Auburn over to the east, which I know everyone will probably hate. Uh, I'm not really crazy about it either. Um, and Oklahoma and Texas into the west to replace them, which kind of makes the west more of a big eight kind of southwest conference combo with Missouri, oh, yeah, Arkansas, baby. A&M, whatever. Um, That's what I want back, the southwest conference. And then you have like a, a – I, I don't think it's out of the region of having 10 conference games. And then you have, you, you play your first game of the season. You make it um, no, they're against that. Most people, most of the SEC guys are against that. I mean, they hated it last year. I know. You'll lose your beat. Kirby Smart hated it. He was like, God, that was terrible. All my players got hurt. Opponent. 
I don't know, man. The SEC is different from the conferences, dude. That's what I'm Each other alive, man. You gotta make a lot of sense, but yeah, I guess we're just two idiots talking. Uh, no, I'm really smart. You are smart. Um, you graduated college. Good job. Um, but, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, there's just so much to unpack here. I think this is gonna happen. Um, I do as well. As an Oklahoma fan, I'm impatient. I That's have, gonna really make me mad. I have to wait till I'm 30 years old to watch it, but whatever. As an Oklahoma fan, I've really been thinking about: Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? What am I? What do I think about this? And I don't know. Um, if I, what I really want to happen is I want Oklahoma and Texas to stay in their own conference and the Big Twelve. Not going to happen. Then what I would want is the Big. They're going to leave one way or another. They're going to leave. I have no doubt about that. But what I want is them to stay and the Big Twelve expand because they need to expand. It's bad. Um, yeah, they need to get like SMU and Houston in there. I don't know. If Maybe even Boise State. I think they need to go after BYU. That's a big one. You got to go after Houston. I think West Virginia leaves no matter what. West Virginia's gone. Where are they going? Um, probably ACC. You think the ACC is going to accept them? They already denied them once. I think they'll take them this time. If they, if they, uh, they'll go to the ACC or the American. Um, oh, poor West Virginia. They would fall into Maddie Revelance then. Uh, I think um, I think if you lose West Virginia, you should go after an Arizona school, try and poach for the Big 12 or Pac-12. Um, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. Um, and I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, on the one hand, I think it'll be incredibly fascinating to see Oklahoma and Texas play Bama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, whoever. Um, but it also kind of takes them, it scares me to where it puts those two programs. Obviously they're both wealthy, powerful programs that won't, and then they'll challenge for titles, obviously. I mean, you know, but it won't be on the scale that they are right now. You know what I mean? Oh um, my God, don't be a weenie. What are you I talking mean, I, about? Are you scared of us? Are you scared bit, of the yeah. SEC? A little bit. Um, yeah, you should be. I, You're going to be playing Kansas every year. You're going to be playing Vanderbilt. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, that was um, I, I don't mind that. That was the point of the uh, joke. I don't mind the challenge of going, of having them go to the SEC. And I don't mind not winning a, a Big 12 title. I mean, right now it's just kind of, oh, we won the Big 12 title. Okay, whatever. Um, I think for for Oklahoma specifically to take a step up into winning winning playoff games, I think that's the step in the right direction if everything plays out right for Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a scary, it's like, do I like this? Do I not like this? How's this going to work out? How well, you, as an, as, as an Arkansas SEC fan, what are your thoughts? Final thoughts. What do you think of them coming over? What do I think? I think a lot of old people in Arkansas would like it. Um, I think I don't know what to think, really, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't think it impacts us that much. People are talking to kick Arkansas out. Everybody, everybody, first, you know what I think. I think people who hate on Arkansas because they've had a couple bad years in football can go suck it. Because, you know, Arkansas has more SEC titles this year in other sports than the next closest person combined. So you can suck it. Um, 
Arkansas is a dominant force in the SEC. We win most of the sports. We haven't been that great in football. That's a fact. Do I think that might change this year? Yes. Um, the fact of the matter is Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference is a big deal. It would be a big deal in the landscape of college football. It would be a big deal in the landscape of everything. But as of right now, from what I understand from you, it doesn't seem like that's still a couple years off. And I think there's plenty of time for the Big 12 to recap and be like, what the heck? We need to like figure this out. And at the end of the day, do I think it's going to happen? No. It might, but I doubt it. I, I think the Big 12 will rally and be like, what do you want? How do you want it? Like, what do we have to do? And they'll kick West Virginia out if that's that big of a deal. And, um, you know, they need to be on brand. They need to be a better conference. There's just no doubt. You can't, first of all, they need 12 teams. That's their first problem. Yeah. Um, you can't be the Big 12 without 12 teams. It's crazy. Yeah, um, and they just need to support Oklahoma and Texas better. I do. A, that's what I believe. I believe that too. Um, I mean, if you look at the current college landscape, the only thing you can do is just kind of take teams away from better conferences, which isn't going to happen. So I do think that this is going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see how it happens. See what happens. Well, that's it. That's the end of the TNR show. Oh, my God, that was a loaded episode. I appreciate if you um, fought with us till the end. Um, that was a good one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, Ryan, any final thoughts about anything? Oh, gosh. I have a lot more thoughts, but it would take a very long time to get through them. So We'll be back next week for the end of season one. I bet you didn't even know we were doing seasons. We are. Um, next week, we'll be back for the end of season one. We'll do a little Big Ten, little Pac-12, not much. And then we'll do a little recruiting, maybe a little more of this. I'll explain the future. Um, maybe I won't. We'll see what happens. And then we'll be back for season two. So in season one, I look forward to it. I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for everybody for liking, listening, liking, subscribing, following, yada, 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 sharing with your friends, the whole nine shebang. I really appreciate it. Y'all have a good rest of your night. Who pig, baby. Bye. Thank you for watching to the Trinan and Ryan Sports Show. As I said toward the beginning of the video, please like, follow, share with your friends, turn on those notifications. Every podcast format will now be out on Monday and Friday at 6 a.m. So please be on the lookout. And even though you know when it's supposed to be, I would really appreciate it if you could still turn on those notifications. You could be notified. And you can always know when the Trinan and Ryan Sports Show or Trinan Talks is coming out. Thank you for listening to this episode of TNR or TT. I appreciate it. Have a good one.